0: Log Talk Radio. The following broadcast is brought to you by the iGolf Sports Network. The Women of Golf Show is sponsored by the iGolf Sports Network and Golf Tips Magazine. Here's more about our sponsors. iGolf Sports is a live stream broadcast and media production company, providing quality programming designed to attract the golfing enthusiast. And Golf Tips, the game's most in-depth instruction magazine including reviews on the latest equipment, tips from top teaching professionals, all designed to help you improve from tea to green. Good morning, welcome to the Women of Golf, the number one women's golf show around the world with hosts Ted Odorico and Cindy Miller. Join them as they interview some of the best players From the Symmetra, LPGA, and Legends Tour, and so many others, helping to elevate women's golf. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy.
1: All right, good morning everybody once again, and welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm, of course, Ted Odarico, and right alongside each and every week is none other than LPGA professional and Legends Tour player and my partner in crime, Cindy Miller. Good morning, Cindy.
2: Good morning, Ted. How
1: are you? I'm doing very well. I'm going to let you continue your conversation with our very special guest, uh, which I'll introduce here real quick, and then we'll, uh, we'll get right down to things. Sophia Schubert is our uh, lucky lady from the Semetra Tour joining us this morning. She is an American professional golfer, and she won the 2017 U.S. Women's Amateur, defeating the number three-ranked amateur player in the world and former Olympian Venezuela, Venezuela, Excuse Venezuela uh, in final. Uh, she also finished runner-up in this past weekend's Firekeepers Casino Hotel Championship uh, on the Symmetra Tour. And she was just telling us off-air that she lives and was born and raised in Knoxville, Tennessee, but she went to the University of Texas, and you guys know somebody from there. So go ahead and finish your conversation on-air, Cindy. You were asking her a question, so go ahead.
2: Well... She was teammates with a young lady that I taught when she was little. Um, and I just, I don't really need to talk about Marin because I love Marin and, and her family and everything. But what I want to talk about is what, uh, I have this thing going on lately about the give a rip meter. And Ted <laughs> kind of gave me a little grief about it last week. But what <laughs> I want to know. Um, so last week you finished T two, yes? Yes. Okay. How hard have you been working on I'm not trying to pick on you. I'm trying to tell <laughs> our guests how hard it is to be really good at golf, okay?
3: Um, yes.
2: How hard have you been working on your game?
3: Oh, I've been working very hard. Um, I mean, it's, it's a long process, but I, I've been working – very hard recently, working mostly on my short game. Um, I focused a lot on my short game. I think that's the most important part. Um, I mean, it's... A lot of people can hit the fairway and hit the greens, but you've got to make the putt. Um, I've been working very hard lately. It's it's hard to be at the top. Um, It's definitely not easy. Golf is the hardest sport, in my opinion. Um, So It takes a lot of practice and a lot of time.
2: And... Hmm you see improvements, yes? Yes, I do. I've seen,
3: you've,
2: Yeah, tell us the improvements you've seen.
3: Yeah, I've seen a lot of, a lot of improvements, especially throughout um, just this one season. Um, I, I've kind of turned my focus more to spending about 50% of my time working on putting and chipping um, and, and my wedge work just around the greens. Um, and I've not done that as much in the past, but I've, I've noticed a lot of changes um, focusing more on that area of my game just this season alone. Um, so anyway, I think that's very important. I, I've definitely, the last few tournaments, I, I started off this season, I came in um, a top six, so it's another uh, second place, um, and then kind of lost my way throughout the middle of the season, and then I've gotten back on track just, just with a lot of hard work and patience. So, hmm. again,
2: everybody's going to miss green,
3: right? Yes. It happens. And
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, no matter what. But yes. those who get it up and down save themselves the agony of bogeys or doubles. Exactly. So exactly. I mean, you're going to get that shot. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to. You're going to. And yep. your bad shot might just be five feet off the green. Yes. Exactly. And then it's a sin if you don't get that up and down. I'm learning that myself. You'd think after 50 years I'd know that. Um, what are you working on with your putting?
3: I'm just working on a lot of drills. I, I focus more on speed drills. Um, I do a lot of lag putting drills because um, I feel like, you know, the, your line is important, uh, but your speed, I feel like, is more important. Um, you want to get it as close to the hole as you can, and I think your speed is is uh, you know, the most important thing to do that. Um, but I've just been doing a lot of drills, a lot of, um, I try to do like different games. I'll, I'll find other girls, other guys, um, and we'll do like little competitions because I feel like for me personally, I'm able to focus more if there's something on the line. Um, I'm very competitive, but I'll, I'll do a lot of games, a lot of, you gotta make putts, um, things like that.
2: That's great. You know, I have a fun fact for you. My husband played on tour for 15 years, and um, he was really good friends with Dave Pelz, and that was before Dave, Nobody, anybody knew who Dave Pelz was. And they, Dave Pelz made this <laughs> machine called Perfy. and Perfy was a perfect putting stroke. And you know what they found? That Perfy only made like three out of ten putts from ten feet. Purphy. wow, So, Mr. Perfect, yeah. So, yeah. Um, like you're saying, it's more important to get it close than to try to knock it in because if Purphy only makes three out of ten, uh, take a chill pill because they may not go in.
3: <laughs> That's exactly right. I've been. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's easy to get discouraged. I mean, the percentage of uh, putts made is really small from from ten feet and beyond, anyway. So. <laughs>
2: Just to help
3: you feel
1: a little better. That, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I need a I need an upper or something. I don't know. <laughs> After that. Um, so, Sophia, let me ask you just, you know, because you, you said something that was very interesting to me. I always, you know, I'm going to pull a Dr. Philism in here and, and, you know, it's not so much sometimes what somebody says, but what they don't say. And you, you mentioned a few moments ago that, you know, you were sort of coming in pretty good in the season And then you kind of lost your way. And now you're sort of, why do you think you lost your way? What was it about sort of mid-season that you feel that you lost your way? What was it about that time period that gave you that feeling?
3: You know, I think that I started off very strong. And on semester Tour, you know, you have to get um, top 10 to get your LPGA card. Mm -hmm. And so I was right there in third, fourth place there at the beginning of the season and um, I was super happy about that. I mean, that is how I wanted to start my season. Um, you want to start off strong. But I think I kind of was too excited about that, focused um, a little too much on where I was then instead of, you know, being in the moment. I may, I may have, you know, looked ahead a little bit too, um, but I, I needed to just, you know, kind of relax and just be in the moment and take each tournament um, and focus on each one at a time. And I think I got a little bit ahead of myself, but, um, you know, I got, I wasn't, I wasn't practicing the things that I um, was at the beginning of the season. Um, you, you know, you travel a lot and you don't get very many weeks off. So when you get those weeks off, you really need to um, focus and spend your time wisely. And um, so after a few tournaments where I wasn't playing as well, I lost a, bit of conf- a little bit of my confidence. And so I went back home for a few weeks, um, kind of got back on track, focused on the things I needed to focus on, and just went out there and took each tournament, um, you know, hit one shot at a time, one tournament at a time, and kind of, you know, got back, back on track, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I, I tried not to focus on the end goal, um, which I may have done, in the beginning, and I feel like that's helped me. Um, I mean, this past week I went out there, I knew I was prepared. Um, I knew I did the things that I needed to do to play good golf, and then I just went out there and, you know, gave it my best, and then whatever happened, happened. Um, And I wasn't going to get mad at myself, whether it was good or bad. So I feel like I did a pretty good job at that, and I, I think that's kind of the way you have to go about it.
1: Um, I want to ask you another question. We're, we're having a segment when we're done with you here in a little bit, uh, called the no mm-hmm. BS zone. And, uh, it's just an area that, that, uh, of the show that Cindy and I discuss different things. And today's topic is what would make golf more fun. And I was thinking about that when you were saying what you just said, and I got thinking to myself, um, is she having fun? You know, you talked about how you're really focusing on this and you're focusing on that, which obviously you need to do as as an accomplished Mm -hmm. player. But are you remembering to have fun when you're out there, just enjoying it, just being in the moment, just saying, hey, you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm going to, you know, I I know what game I've got. I know what game I brought to the course today. I'm just going to go out and have a good time and have fun and whatever happens, happens. Do you take moments like that and, and just sort of take a step back? And is that kind of what you were talking about, when you're not focusing on what's happening ahead or what could happen, Mm -hmm. is that what you were essentially trying to say is I'm just going to start to have fun and enjoy it and play with what I've got?
3: Exactly. I think that's very important. A lot of the time, you know, it gets, we can get so intense um, and golf is such Mm -hmm. a hard sport that we forget to have fun with it. I mean, that's the reason we all started playing because we had fun and I feel like we can lose that, um, especially in professional golf when, you know, it's your career and money's on the line. Um, but, yes, exactly. I mean, I am going out there trying to have fun. I mean, golf is a hard sport. You're going to get discouraged. You're going to hit a bad shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's really easy to kind of forget why you're out there and forget to have fun. Um, but it is a game that we mm-hmm. love. And you do. You just have to go out there and have fun. And I find, you know, I play better golf when I'm out there enjoying it and having fun. If I hit a few bad shots i am mad about it for a little bit for a few seconds, but you can't take it with you to the next um, and just in, enjoying being out there. I mean we play golf but <laughs> it's it's a great right. sport it's, exactly I mean we're on golf- beautiful golf courses, so what's there not to love about that but yeah, I think having fun um you really gotta remember that when you're not even when you're not playing well, just just try to have fun.
1: Well, the reason why I bring this up is, um, you know, last year, of course, we had the pandemic. So the schedules were Mm -hmm. very sketchy. But in 2019, we had a group of young ladies like yourself from the Symmetra who won their first events. And what was interesting is they all, uh, and I'm, of course, paraphrasing here, but they all basically said the same thing is they were having ups and downs. There were moments they felt like, you know, I'm going to pack it in. I've had enough and this sort of thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: they just decided to say, you know what, instead of, instead of just focusing so heavily on what I've got to do out here, and I don't mean that you don't pay attention to the shots you need to make and that sort of thing in the moment, but they were, they were just so intense out in the golf course that they were forgetting to have fun. And what was interesting, we had about five of them that, uh, that said essentially the same thing. And what they said was the moment they sort of put that aside and just went out to have fun, they won the very next event, and it was their first event. And it's very interesting that it just goes to show you that, you know, we know as an accomplished player, you've got to be out there and you've got to be working on different areas of your game. You've got to practice, uh, you know, that's a given. But I think Mm -hmm. sometimes professionals get out there and they forget to just enjoy. I mean, think about this, like you said, you know, what other occupation, can you be out in beautiful scenery and having fun and, and go out and do that, then golf. Uh, you know, the option, you could be stuck in an office or, you know, something like that. So there's a lot of opportunities there. And I just wonder sometimes, and this is what I'm asking you uh, in a roundabout way, is do you think that has been a an issue for you periodically throughout your career is that you get into a moment of, um, focusing very intently on what needs to be done and that you forget that, hey, this is just a game and get out and enjoy it.
3: Yes, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I found that with myself this season. I When I first went out there, um, you know, I knew I was prepared. I had done everything I needed to do. So I just went out and played golf. Um, and then I was getting a little too intense. But I've noticed, too, when you're relaxed and you're having fun and you're laughing and enjoying it, you you're playing better. I mean, when you're focus too much and you're too intense your body tenses up you're you know not as relaxed Mm -hmm. and you just don't you don't hit the ball as good um so yeah i think there's definitely something to that i've noticed that too with a lot of the girls that have won lately i mean they say they just went out and played and didn't think about the outcome um and i think that's very important
1: let me ask a question
2: uh, yes cindy go ahead so, I watched really old, and I've played for a really long time. But I'm trying to defeat demons still, right? And so, what I've learned in the last month and a half—did you? I don't know if you watched the U.S. Women's Senior Open where Annika beat everybody by eight shots, and hadn't yes. played in a tournament, you know? Okay, so um, again, how can you do that? and stay so focused on your process. And, and what I came up with is she knows what she's doing with the club, right? Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you know what you're doing with the club and you trust your swing, you must like to hit good golf shots, right? So <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm a competitive control freak probably more than you. And you cannot make the result happen unless you follow the process. So my new, you know, revelation is why don't you have fun hitting really good shots and not worry about where they go, right? Because you can't control what they do when they hit the ground. And then enjoy yourself playing golf, hitting good shots or embracing the challenge of the good shot, because that's what she did. That's what Nellie did. Did you watch Nelly with those chip shots at the
3: Olympics? Oh, my goodness, I know. It's, she's right? incredible. So,
2: I mean, she could have had a meltdown. Like, she could have. You could just see her face like, are you kidding me right now, right? When the <laughs> <Yeah>. second one <laughs> came rolling back down, I'm like, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't give up on me. Don't give up. And she didn't. She comes back and goes, birdie, birdie, you know and And just no emotion, I'm here. I can hit these shots, so that's my new revelation. So, why do you play?
3: Why do I play golf? That's a great question i I mean, I love it. I've played since I was four years old um, and I just I fell in love with it from the moment that I went out there. Um, I just it's what I do I, I mean I'm good at it and I have the opportunity to be out here and play professionally and and um have golf be my career. Um, and I, I know how fortunate I am to be able to do this. Um and I wouldn't want to do anything else. I, I'm extremely competitive. Um and so golf is a great sport for me. It's individual and I I love going out there and beating people. Um, it's it's a passion of mine. Um so I, I just I love it. I don't know what else <laughs> what else to say, but I love how I feel when I play it. Um, and I love the community um, that I have around me from golf and getting to travel places. I would never be able to go without it, and, and I get to meet people from around the world I would have never been able to meet. Um, so, yeah, that's... <laughs>
2: That's great
3: because again, you
2: need you really need to know because as much as you say, oh, it's just a sport and I'm just here to have fun, it's such a lie, right? I mean, I know yes, <laughs> it is a
4: sport and it is just to have fun, but it's your business.
2: And <laughs> exactly, and the catch is you are your only inventory. And here's yeah. the other thing that I thought of. So just so you know, I I would keep that mindset because once you stop and you have to have a real job. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I call myself unemployable, right, because I'm a bit of a brat, and my husband and I have been teaching golf in Buffalo, New York, at a public driving range, right, for the last 35 years. we went. He played on tour for 15 years, and um, oh, wow. so we went from having dinner at Bob Hope's house to teaching golf at a public driving range in Buffalo, starting every year at zero. So, again, it's like, oh, this is different. Mm, how, yeah. how am I going to make these people want to come back? Well, I have to make them better than they ever thought they could be. So part of the golf thing, again, my new revelation is, when you're teaching, it is not about you. It is only about other people. When you're playing, it is only about you. So just make sure that you keep that mindset, and if you do, you'll be out there forever and make a really, you know, a great living because it is difficult to um, change places. And yes. the fact that you love this so much, there's going to be ups and downs. Just make sure that you realize that, and you've got a great head on your shoulders. But just mm-hmm. have, have fun enjoying the challenge.
3: Yes. Well, thank you. That's great advice.
2: Because then it'll last forever.
1: Yes. Yeah, right, Cindy's I'll always got up. some That's good... That's my i yeah, no. preaching. <laughs> no. Sorry. No, you know... So, you know, Sophia, the, the truth of the matter is, and one of the things I love about having, you know, Cindy alongside here on the show is of, of things like what she just said. And it's so true is, you know, I, I think people really, when they get in this position that they're out there playing, I think they forget really that it is about them. Um, and I don't mean that from a narcissistic standpoint. I just mean that they really need to focus on their game. They're too worried about what's going on around them. Uh, what other players are doing or so forth. And they really need to zero in and say, okay, what do I need to do? And and I want to point something out too because, you know, as I was going through the notes earlier, I mean, you won the, uh, in 2017 you won the U.S. Women's Amateur. So you know how to win. Mm -hmm. You already have Mm -hmm. that in your DNA. So, you know, it's just a matter of, and and it's a chance. And, you know, even Tiger Woods, as wonderful and great as he's uh, had a career, he had a lot more losses than he did wins. Um, yeah. so you know that's just part of the package you're going to have more losses and you have wins but he always looked at from a standpoint he was going to go out there, do what he needed to do and he was looking for that win his eye was on the prize every single time he teed it up and he didn't worry about what other people did he didn't care what other people did it was what he needed to do and even though it didn't always look at when you looked at him on his face I guarantee he was having fun up there because he was doing what he loved to do And he was extremely good at it. And that's really what I would say as well is just go out there and really enjoy what it is that you're doing. And, you know, for however long you're out there, um, I mean, Mm -hmm. look at, you know, look at somebody like a Nancy Lopez who was out there for years. She still loves the game today and is still very actively involved in in many ways, as so many others are. Um, So just, yeah, go out there and just have a great time, have fun, and just, you know, play your best golf and, you know, some days are going to suck and some days are going to just be, you know, you're going to be full of elation and you're just going to be excited and pumped and, you know, cause you've won or you've, you've played your best and you're just happy about what's happened. And I think that's going to be key. And, you know, y- you ended the tournament this past week on the, uh, you know, you three putted the last hole, um, mm-hmm. which is one of those suck moments. You know, you hate to have that happen, but it's a fact of life. And that tournament's now over. You tied uh, for second with uh, uh, a group of of great young women. Uh, uh, Lilia Vu was on the show a couple of weeks ago. She won a recent event, and uh, so you're you're in with some great company. So I would just take Cindy's advice to heart because I think that's so true. And again, just go out there and have fun and enjoy yourself, and I think you're going to have a great career.
3: Well, thank you. I appreciate that so much. Um, you're you're so right. Um, everything you all have said is, is spot on, and, and I really appreciate it. Um, so thank you.
1: Well, what do you and, do for you know, fun? I just, yeah, that's what we want to know. What do you do for fun besides golf?
3: Oh, goodness. Um, what do I do for fun? That's a great question. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of time for fun. Um, I, Uh-oh gosh, this is going to sound so typical. Um, I guess I shop. I, I go watch sports. I'm a huge basketball fan, women's college basketball. Um, so during the off-season, I, I go do that. I fish some, um, hang out with friends. do I don't know. <laughs> Play golf. I do that for fun. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I
1: – when- when you're not playing in tournament, let me just follow up with that. When you're not playing mm-hmm. in tournaments and obviously practicing, do you kind of hang up the clubs a little bit when you're say during an off season or off off for a little while? Do you hang them up for a little while and just do other things and say, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I've just played five weeks in a row. I need a break from golf. I need to go and do something. Do you do that or are you just stick with it?
3: I, I do. I take a break um, once the season's over. I. I try to plan it in Tennessee um, when it's going to be the coldest month, um, but I take a whole month off um, i I don't pick up a golf club for about a month. I still work out um, do other things I need to do off the golf course um, to keep myself in shape but yeah I, I take a whole week off, or a whole month off and I think that's really important um,
4: mm-hmm. I
3: mean golf golf is my life, but you know it, it can be stressful and we you know, we spend 20 weeks on the road out of a year or more sometimes. Um, I think that's very important to just kind of take a break and be able to come back and be fresh. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's that's super important. It's golf's a lot. It, it's physically and mentally draining. Um, it can be. So I think a break is very important.
1: Yeah, and you've got to recharge your batteries, sort of speak, I mean, yes. figuratively speaking. but. You have mm-hmm. to have that time off, you're, and you've got to, you know, spend some time socializing with friends and family and that sort of thing. And sometimes you just got to get back home and throw yourself into bed and curl up and just sleep for a little while <laughs> and just say the heck with it. I'll, I'll wait till tomorrow's sunrise to to get up and just take a break because you're right. You're, you know, you're, you're traveling twenty weeks of the year. Uh, it it mm-hmm. takes a lot emotionally, physically, and, and so forth. Um, what's your next event coming up? And um, what are you going to do? if anything, differently to prepare for this one?
3: So uh, we go to South Bend, Indiana. Um, tournament starts this Friday. Um, so I'm, I'm going out there today starting my practice rounds. Um, but I don't think I'm going to do a whole lot of things different. I'm I'm mm-hmm. going to go out there and, and try to play the same. I'm playing well. Um, so just doing the things that I've been doing, um, playing how I've been playing and, and keeping, you know, a uh, – a positive mindset throughout. I feel like I did a pretty good job of that last week and and I want to keep doing that. Um, So, yeah, I'm not going to change a whole lot, but just go out and try to keep that momentum going.
1: Well, I think you're going to do fantastic and best of luck this week uh, in Indiana. I know you're going to do well. You've got, as Cindy said, you've got a great head on your shoulders and um, just go out and have fun. Above all, just go out and have fun. Win, lose, or draw. That's Have right. fun. Uh, That's right. All right, Sophia, thank you very much. Thank you for joining Cindy uh, and I this morning. We appreciate it. Best of luck this week and, and through the rest of the season. We know you're going to do it. And uh, go win one and you'll come back and talk with us again.
3: Okay. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Good luck, honey. You're Have welcome. fun. Thank you. Bye.
1: All right, that was Sophia Schubert uh, from the Smetta Tour runner-up uh, last week's uh, Firekeepers Casino Hotel Championship. Uh, really, what a great young lady! Um, you know, just very, I think, very in tune with herself. And you, you gave her some great, great advice, Cindy. I think, um, I think that's so, you know, important for players to, to really understand that um, because it, it, it's easy. And you know, as you point out, and you know, all kidding aside, you know, you've you've been around the block for a little while, but um, you know, even you are learning still constantly something about this game, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> like all the time. <laughs> and again, right. I, I think for me, and I, you know, I'm not going to say this has to be everybody, but if you know what you're doing with the club, you can tell the ball what, mm-hmm. and then, and then it's you don't have any control after that. And I think it's just so important to know why you're playing. And,
4: Mm -hmm.
2: you know, hit the best shots possible and see how low you can score. It's you, the club, the ball, and the course. So, yeah. And, you you know, the thing
1: is these, yeah, these players, these young women, I mean, they've got the goods. They know how to do all of that. Otherwise, they wouldn't be where they are. Uh, But I think sometimes they they get so, you know, focus-driven on things, and, you know, they just... Uh, af- after a while, you can't keep up that 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 mental pace because you get so emotionally drained, and it gets to the point as you know as I pointed out earlier. You know you get some of them that just oh, I, I, I can't do this anymore, and you know they've got the physical game, um, and it's just whether or not they're going to be able to tough it up. It, it it comes down really I believe to the mental side of the game. These girls all have equally uh, you know some obviously a little better than others, but they all essentially have the physical game down pat. They wouldn't be there if they didn't. I think it just becomes an emotional roller coaster. Is Are they going to be able to ride the highs and stay there? Uh, And how they handle the lows is actually even more important, how they handle the highs, is how they handle those lows. And there's going to be some weeks you're going to be in the valley for a few weeks uh, before you climb back up on top of the mountain. And I think sometimes when they get in those valleys, I think they're very, very hard on themselves. So this is really where you know, again, you have to get a good uh, a good team around you to help, you know, uh, not prop you up, but but just be there as a sounding board and, and be able to help you through some of those difficult stretches. And I think once you do get on that other side of a, of a bad stretch, I think, you know, you, you're able to um, just sort of move forward. But I, I think it all real boils down to is having fun. Uh, I think sometimes these girls, and, and the guys too, I'm sure, do the same thing. They get out there and they're so you know, driven on trying to win that, you know, that win or try to get that uh, round um, just perfect, that they forget that they're out there, you know, playing one of the the greatest games, I think, ever developed and just have fun. And I think once they do that, I think a a pretty big burdens lift off to their shoulders. But, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and then you and I are going to enter the no BS zone. Uh, We'll be right back after this message.
0: The following ad is sponsored by Golf Tips Magazine.
1: Are you tired of being short off the tee? And what about those three putts? Forget about it. It's time you got serious about your game. Golf Tips, the most in-depth magazine in the industry. For over 30 years, Golf Tips has delivered expert content such as The latest golf instruction from America's top pros Simple to follow practice and game improvement drills Fitness and mental game tips Equipment, training aids, accessory and apparel reviews Golf destinations and travel tips for every budget, and so much more. Don't miss a single issue. Go to
0: golftipsmag.com
1: and subscribe today. All right, and just on a quick side note, um, if you go to golftipsmag.com and subscribe to the print subscription, that means the uh, hot little uh, magazine in your hands, and enter promo code Golf Tips 21. It's not case sensitive, so you can do it in caps or lowercase. But Golf Tips 21, you'll save over 30% off the subscription price, off the annual price, uh, which normally is 14.97. You'll get it for 9.99. So it's a great deal. If you've already got a subscription, not a problem. You can actually gift a subscription. So if you have a friend that maybe you've been thinking about that would love to have a uh, subscription to this magazine, you can go to golftipsmag.com, enter promo code uh, GOLFTIPS21 and gift a subscription to a, a buddy or a friend of yours. All right, uh, Cindy, we're going to enter the no BS zone. And I really like this one. I did a little bit of research on this one, and I thought this would be a perfect uh, discussion to, have, uh, to close out the show. Um, and the topic is what would make golf more fun? And One of the first points, I think, for a lot of folks is, and obviously with with the pandemic uh, that's been going on over the last year or so, uh, it can be a little challenging, but things have opened up and people are moving around a little bit, but I think taking a golf vacation is a good one. Um, There are a lot of great places, even here in the United States, northern Michigan, up in your neck of the woods, up around Buffalo Uh, The summer months, New Jersey, there's all kinds of great places to go. Um, What do you think about that? Planning a trip, a golf vacation.
2: I believe, yes, that would be fun. Uh, Depending on whether or not you want to play in the mountains or by the ocean, right? So Mm -hmm. where would you go if you could play anywhere, And what else would you like to do when you get to your location, if you will? Destination. Right? Destination. Yep. Yeah. I think that's true. Do you want a big hotel? Do you want to stay in a cabin? You know, what do you want to do? Dream a little bit, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think, there, and there's so many great options. And, and the reason why I, I mentioned it is just one of the ones I mentioned in in north uh, Northern Michigan is it's so beautiful up in that area in the summer. If you've ever been up there, there's just you know a lot of trees and you know uh, a lot of little lakes and things around, and it's just a beautiful uh, area and some really really top notch golf courses. So if you like a kind of a an outdoorsy feel. Um, if you're sort of an outdoorsy type, uh, northern Michigan is a great place. If you're someone that likes maybe uh, that more of that beach environment, there's lots of great places in Florida, Myrtle Beach, um, out, You know, obviously California as well. Uh, there's some great courses that are along the, the water. Uh, if you're looking for something even more adventurous uh, and you want to uh, travel outside of the country, there's places like the Dominican Republic, for instance, have some great uh, courses as well. Uh, Puerto Rico, you know, a lot of great... So depending on, on your budget and, and what you want to do, if you know, obviously the price has to be right, but playing a few days in a row uh, is, is actually great for your game because it gives you some continuity, if you will. You're not just playing once a week or once in a while. You can go out and play two, three rounds, depending on how long you take. So taking a golf vacation uh, is is, I think, something that everybody, even amateurs, uh, should do. Even if you're not uh, a super player yet, uh, taking a golf vacation, and again, you can do it within your budget, so you're not breaking the bank. Um, there's a lot of great places, as Cindy said. And also, Cindy, as you mentioned, there's other things in the area. Uh, there's a lot of great uh, courses out there and, and destinations that have things like horseback riding, hiking trails, biking trails, boating. You know, There's a myriad of other things that you can do. Um, in addition to playing some great golf. But that would be, I would say, one thing that I would do uh, for somebody if you want to have fun. The other thing is, that, the next point is, work at developing a group of golfers that you really enjoy. So, so put together your dream foursome within uh, your group of friends. What do you think about that? Because that, that's something that's important too, is, is you know, sometimes you know, as a single, you know, I didn't mind doing that once in a while, but it was always nice. I had a good group of friends I used to play with all the time. Uh, growing up and, that and that really made the game a lot of fun because, you know, we would just have it, but that's another thing. I think, what do you think?
2: First of all, you need to find some good friends that you like to play with. That's number mm-hmm. one. Uh, and, and typically, you know, like if you're 30 and you have four friends that all have little kids, probably they won't be able to come and play. Right. Um, mm because they're going to have to get babysitters. Their wives are going to kill you if you're a guy. If you're a girl, then needless to say, it's going to be different. <laughs> um, right. Okay, and so long story short, you got to find some friends that are at the same level as you, I guess we could say, um, that mm-hmm. are able to go away and escape. But the other thing is just maybe if you have one day a week or time a week your regular foursome i think if you just create a regular Mm -hmm. foursome and then play different games and change it up you know do different things and try to have more fun and say okay today we're going to do this and tomorrow we're going to do this or next week or whatever make some kind of a schedule with different types of games to have more fun i think that would be good
1: you know i Yeah, you know, it's funny, uh, years ago, I I worked at a golf course when I was back up in Canada for a little while, and there was a group of women, they were probably at the time in their 60s, very early 60s, and uh, they were so busy, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, they were all, you know, retired, semi-retired, what have you, um, and they only played nine holes. They got together once a week, they were really good friends, they didn't live right next to one another, so they could only get together once a week. And they only played nine holes because, they were, like I said, they were busy. But, I mean, gosh, when they would come into that pro shop, they would be laughing and they'd be having a great time. And, you know, they'd sit and have a little bite to eat after their, their nine holes. And they just had a great, great time. They just got along and, you know, they all kind of played pretty much the same. But, yeah, they just had a great – and just once a week they, they came out to the golf course and they just had fun together. And, um you know i 'm sure they did other things too, but that was one of the things they they had developed a good group of friends that they all got along, and it was just once a week that they got to spend time together and doing something that they all equally love. Another one too, Cindy, that I think is really good, and i 've done this many many years i 've watched the canadian open i 've watched a number of other p j events here in the United States and L P J events is watching a golf tournament in real time it 's one thing to watch it on TV you know what i 'm where i 'm going with this one, but there 's nothing like watching it in real time at a tournament. You can probably explain it better than I can, but am I right? I mean, it's a lot of fun going to a a professional tournament.
2: Um, Yes, it's the excitement. I believe that if you're going to do that, that you need to plan ahead and figure out what hole you want to sit on, depending on how famous this event is. Needless to say, um, if you go to the U.S. Open, there's going to be millions of people there. It's going to be hard to see anything. Again, also, it's it's good to uh, find a hole where no one is or an intersection, like if there's a green and a tee box that are real close to each other that you can camp out early and watch all the action, then that's awesome. On the other hand, if you're going to one of the sponsors' pavilion tents, um, you're probably going to be standing there drinking and watching it on a TV, which is also fun. You won't mm-hmm. see as much up-close-in-action um, shot, if you will. So figure out where yep. you're going, who you're going with, what's your plan of action, so that you, needless to say, accomplish the goals that you set out for why you even went. But yes, is it fun? Of course it's fun.
1: Yeah, there's so many great things. I used to when I used to go to Glen Abbey, which is for a long time where they used to hold the Canadian Open. It was a Jack Nicklaus design course, uh, one that he never won, by the way. Um, but it was a lot of fun, and I used to walk around. I'd have certain players I would follow, and what I always did is I never stood around the greens or the tee box because I mean, good luck, especially if it was a top player. Um, and I remember when Tiger first came on the scene and he played up there. Uh, at the Canadian Open, I mean, you couldn't get within a country mile of of any hole that he was playing on. So what I would always do is, is I like to walk around, and you know, obviously you can get at a favorite hole if you wish, but I would always get you know 50 yards. If they were teeing off, I'd I'd sort of get ahead of the group and I'd get 50 yards down the fairway so I could look back and I would get a clear shot, and then I could actually watch the the ball. And then I would do the same thing. I'd then hop down to the green and get there and stand about 50 yards back from the green. So you're still within a bird's-eye view of everything, but you're always kind of ahead of the the group, and you're able to see it better. Or you can plunk your fanny down and and get around a hole if there's a a favorite hole that you have that's uh, exciting to watch. There's a lot of good ones uh, out there. But I I think it's just important to get out there and see it. And and if you're going to go, I strongly, strongly suggest, especially if you're an, an amateur player, not a very good player, is go to the practice area and watch these guys and gals warm up. You'll be amazed um, just how dedicated they are. and it's very you know Freddie Couples was a great one because he was just you know, easy-going Freddie. He would just get up there, and it was just amazing what he would do, uh, and he just seemed effortless. So that's one thing I would do is, is uh, and again, go with your group. Take your foursome. Let's say, hey, let's go and watch. Uh, there's a great LPGA event going on in our area. Let's get some tickets. Let's go. Um, I also think, and this is just – uh more of a fun thing for some people may not be appealing uh so we won't spend a lot of time but learn a little of the history of the game anything that you have an interest uh in gets better the more you know about it Uh, understanding the history of golf will add to your uh, i believe your enjoyment like baseball there are some uh also some great golf writers as well that always have some interesting stories about the game so if you're somebody that likes to learn a bit of history that's one um and i think that um Also, Cindy, another one is appreciate the beauty and the challenges of the course you are playing. Uh, You know, Mark Twain famously called golf a good walk spoiled. We'll make your golf a good walk uh, made better by enjoying the beauty of the golf course. There's nothing, you know, Cindy, you've been out in many, many golf courses all around. Um, Is that not true? I mean, it's just absolutely beautiful when you get out in these golf courses.
2: Yes, it is beautiful. And if you stop and look around and you're not so ticked off at what you're doing with the golf club
4: uh, and you
2: take in the beauty, you know, just take a moment and take a breath and say, you know, look at how beautiful this is. I mean, to me, it's a sanctuary. I love going out late at Mm -hmm. night by myself Mm -hmm. and just playing alone. And, you know, seeing the Mm -hmm. squirrels. Sometimes I see fox. I've seen skunks. Uh, Dear no. <laughs> it's just, it's awesome. So I just think, um, if you really, really pay attention and look around, you can be grateful for lots of things. I want to go back to the tournament because I think the best mm-hmm. thing to do, the minute you get to a, a PGA or LPGA event, go to the range and just sit there yes. and watch yep. a- and just yep. watch the difference in all these swings. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and even their practice regimens, how they practice. Uh, you know, I mean, there are some commonalities, of course, but uh, it's interesting because some are, are uh, very, very um, strict and dedicated to how their practice you know, regimen is going to be, and others, like I said, like a Freddie Couples and some of the others, are more relaxed and laid back, and, and uh, you know, they're very confident in what their ability is, and it's really just a warm-up for them. It's not really so much a practice session, it's just a warm-up. Uh, in preparation for the round, so that 's a great point uh, definitely uh, that was something I always used to do as well. This is one thing I think that you 'll uh, enjoy as well is take some of the mystery out of the game uh, you know you 've said this many times even today. once a player learns how to control what happens to the golf ball excuse me the golf ball, the more fun the game is right
2: yeah, again, if you so many people we have been so busy this since covid like since last mm-hmm. june we've never been this busy and so many people are trying to learn to play which i'm grateful for but everyone wants to kill the ball and i want you to have a little more wisdom and i want you to think about what am i doing with the club to make the ball go where it wants where you want it to go and that's the only reason that Annika won that tournament and Nellie Korda didn't choke her guts out after hitting those two chips that came back in her face at the Olympics to win the gold medal. It's just so important for you to step back and gain some wisdom and say, I need to learn how to swing the club to make the ball go where I want it to go rather than whacking away like a wild person.
1: Yep. I I couldn't agree more. You know um, another one as well, Cindy, I think this is important and and there's obviously different levels depending on your skill level, but I truly believe playing in a competition, um, you know trying your hand at competitive golf um, any competitive golf, like a league, for instance, maybe your club championship if you're belong if you're a club member um, is is definitely different than regular golf and uh, for some, it's, it, it can be a blast. Uh, some have a great, great time. Some are very highly competitive. But I think it, it's good because it challenges you. And, and Cindy, you obviously have, have played uh, competitively at the highest level uh, in, in women's golf. So you know what it's like to be there. But don't you agree? I think it's important. You try to get, I know, a lot of your junior students uh, out there and, and playing in competitive golf. What are your thoughts? I, you
2: know, not everybody wants to compete. Um Sure. Our guest this morning said, you know, I love to beat people. And, and again, it's funny because it, she's a high D personality like me. And my husband, mm-hmm. who's such a high C, he said he didn't care if he won the tournament. He just wanted to hit the best shots he could and make the best swings that right. he could. Well, needless to say, um, I have done some research, and the best tour players in the world are high S personalities, not high Ds. So, and Annika is the same way. And if you watch Nellie, she's not a high D. She's driven, but she's just like plodding along, right? No emotion whatsoever. That's the category, you know, category of a high S. So not everybody wants to compete. I think sometimes the issue comes if there's a parent that's a high D that wants their kid to win and the kid is like a high S, the kid might only be playing because the parent wants him to play and the parent wants him to win. So I think you need to really stop and ask yourself, do I want to compete? Is that fun for me or is that torture? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, yeah know, no, that's true. Make plans accordingly.
1: Yeah, I think it's true, um, you know, really for everything. Some people, you know, I know people that enjoy uh, doing other activities like painting, for instance. Uh, and they're quite good at it. And, you know, a lot of times somebody might say to them, Hey, you know, you, you should, you know, put that in a gallery or something. And that, and it's like, no, I just do this for fun. I enjoy doing it. It's relaxing. It's, you know, it's calming. Uh, I don't want to turn this in. I mean, I know, um, some, some women that can bake like you wouldn't believe. And I'd say, man, you should, you know, you should be having your own bakery. And it's like, no. I enjoy, I love doing this for my family, you know, for my husband, for my kids or whatnot. But no, I don't want to turn it into a business. So you're exactly right. It's not for everything. And and all of these points that we're talking about this morning may not apply to everybody, but there's something in there, uh, I think, the main really focus of, of today's discussion is for people to just go out and have fun. There's a lot of new people, as you said, you know, because of the pandemic, there's been a lot of new people, as I know you can attest to, as well as I can, um, that have come out to this game over the last year and a year and a half. Um, many have uh, never played this game before. So it's more important, I think, that we allow them to have fun first and foremost. Um, sure, they want to improve, and we have to do things to help them improve, and that is going to add to the fun. But I think sometimes people get, just as I was you know, saying to Sophia, is some people get so caught up in the process that they forget to have fun and they get out there and they get, you know, sort of bollocks all up. And and the next thing, you know, is just, it's overwhelming. It's, it's too challenging. They're not having fun. And it's like, what the heck am I doing out here? And we've seen players. We've had some of the players that have come on the show that at times have felt that through their career. I'm sure there were times in your career that you felt that as a tour player out there, you know, battling it out with some of the best in the best, um, where you just thought, what am I doing out here? Um, You know, because maybe you weren't having fun, you weren't achieving what you wanted to achieve at that particular day or that particular tournament um, or playing at your best. And it can be very overwhelming. So, you know, we just want people to have fun and those that want to take it to a higher level, um, then obviously you're going to have to put the work in, right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, you know, if that's what you love to do, that's great. But it gets lonely out there, and it can be very depressing. On the other hand, is it fun? Oh, my gosh, it's so much fun, right? So you've got to mm-hmm. have the right mindset, and you have to know that it's the long-term process. It's not, well, I'm going to give myself a year or two because it may take longer than that. And you have to be patient. Yeah, it-
1: yeah, golf is, is, a, is a funny beast because it, it is unlike, you know, tennis where you can just sort of slap a, a ball up against the wall and, and, and uh, you know, some of these other sports where you can just kind of, you don't have to be really very great at it. Golf is, is certainly much more challenging. There's no doubt about it. And it takes uh, a lot more finesse, if you will, to get out there and dedication. But I think if you practice with purpose, you get out there and you get, and, and obviously if you want to have more fun, Um, And this is not just a plug to, you know, to get people to take more lessons, but you need to take lessons. If you want to have fun at this game, you need to seek out a professional in your area, sit down, have a conversation with them. Cindy, you're among the best in the business, as far as I'm concerned, because you've been there, you've played at a high level, and you understand the game. You and Alan do a great job with your boot camps, and, you know... You make it fun because you're helping them to play better um, and you're helping them to recognize, you know, why they're out there to begin with. And sometimes just the why, as you've put it many times, um, can dictate how you're going to move forward. Because if you don't really know why you're out there, um, then it's very hard to sort of put a game plan together. You know, if you're just out there having fun and want to, you know, just smell the roses, as it were. That's one thing. But if you want to be competitive, then you're going to have to put some work in it. And um, I think, you know, Cindy, you guys do a great job, And as I said, in your boot camps and your, your regular lessons and things. And I think that um, taking lessons, I think, is extremely important. And it's not just, a, as I said, a ploy to get people to go out and do that. Um, but if you want to have fun at the game, you need to understand what to do and when to do it. Any final thoughts?
2: No, I think that sums it up. I mean, again, some people just want the exercise. Some people want to play to enjoy time with their family. Some people like the challenge. Some people want to compete. Others just maybe play nine holes. I've got a guy that's really old. God bless him. I call him my 89-year-old boyfriend. And he and he wants to hit it farther, and he's depressed. And I, and I said, you know, why don't you just move up more closer to the green? Who cares where you tee off from? Yep. You're out there playing. You know, be grateful yep. for what you've got. So
1: yeah, I that's think yeah, I, be I agree. No, that's that's a great, great uh, point that you raise. There, there are so many people again. It they get obsessed with the process. You know, I've got to hit it farther. I've got to do that. No, move up. Jack Nicklaus, one of the best players arguably uh, that this game has ever seen, said years ago, "You know what." I got to move up. You know, obviously playing in tournaments, right. there's a uh, whole different beast. But he said, move up. Move up a tee box. Move right. up, too, if you have to. Right. Um, you know, it. You know, you're 65, 75, 80 years old. What are you playing from the championship tees? You're not hitting it that far anymore. You're lucky if you hit it to the forward tees from back there, you know, at that age. why right. Move up. And you're going to enjoy the game. All right. Hopefully you guys uh, took out a few nuggets from our discussion today. We want to also thank uh, Sophia Schubert uh, for joining us a little bit earlier, and hopefully she's going to go on and win a event real soon, and we'll have her back if she does. Um, Cindy, as always, it's a pleasure. Get out there and do some, uh, all the wonderful things that you do, and thank you, everybody, for joining us this morning on the Women of Golf. We will see you next week. God bless, everybody. Thanks, Cindy.
2: Thanks, Chad.
0: Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's Women of Golf Show. Ted and Cindy wish to thank this week's special guests. Remember to join them every Tuesday from 9 to 10 AM Eastern here on the iGolf Sports Network or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, Live, and of course, Spotify. To get updates on the show, You can follow the Women of Golf Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash womenofgolf. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.